Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Puppet Podcast. Here we are home again, but still meeting great, great people from all over the world. I really want to bring in the screen someone really special from Texas. Here is Hog. Hey, hey, hi. Hey, how you doing? Hello I'm from doing Texas. Good. Yeah, Texas is here. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you, by the way? I'm in Montreal, Montreal, okay, Montreal Canada. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Where the Cirque was born. Cirque du Soleil was born in, in Montreal first. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm in the, the city. And yeah, oh, you, you have a, an interesting path. I bring you in the podcast because you are a multidisciplinary artist. You have done music before puppetry. Could you introduce yourself to our uh guess people who see and watch the the show right now yeah i'm gonna try to boil it down in a, in, in like a 30 second pitch <laughs> so i i'm uh basically uh uh at heart a musician i've been in a band uh, with my brother here in texas for 14 15 years um we toured extensively for you know the, the last few years he had a baby and things have changed but we toured for 13 years and that was our identity we were we were uh musicians and but somewhere along the way we started this thing called the uh, uh our, our band name was full service and we had a thing called the full service circus where we would invite our fans from around the country and they would come to texas come to austin texas for a weekend and we would give them three days of all sorts of activities and concerts and experiences and it was around that time that we started using puppets to promote the full service circus. And we had, we, we had sort of a, a one particular puppet. It was this little blue monster uh, that I named Vitaly. And he was uh, the, our spokes monster yeah. that we called him. And he was sort of our mascot. And um, fans would, would really got into him and they bought Vitalis, this this toy company, Manhattan Toy Company, made this particular puppet, and so I bought a bunch of them at a discounted price. I I hit them up, and I was like, "Hey, I I I got a lot of people that are probably going to buy this puppet, and I need to buy a bunch." <laughs> and and they said it was so funny. They said uh, this toy, like, "Hey, Hoax, thanks for your interest. This toy is going to be discontinued. There are only two thousand left." And I was like, well, I can't buy all 2,000, but I can afford like, you know, 100. But so I bought all of them. Our fans bought these Vitalis and brought them to our shows. And also when they said that uh, we only have 2,000 left, I realized that this, this puppet was basically an endangered species. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's a funny link. So, yeah. But um, so there was this cult of personality around this little blue puppet. I mean, he's very basic. He's a hand puppet. You, if you go to the website or if you investigate further, you'll, you'll see what he's all about. But he's very basic, but he, had, he has a big personality. And uh, that's, how, that's how I got started with, with puppetry. And then, you know, like I said, my brother had the baby. The band slowed down a little bit. And I thought, especially during this this weird time that we're in where everybody's uh -huh. at home, I thought, well, what am I going to do? I don't, I don't really feel like doing business as usual. Music just doesn't, I'm not, I'm not very inspired musically. So I had this idea where people are cooped up inside and there could be an offering here 
of doing personalized puppet greetings yes. where people can order something for uh, other kids or, but it, it has, it's gone beyond kids. People are ordering for their grandparents or spouses or whoever, but basically you just say, Hey, I want to order a, a, a puppet video to say hello to my grandma or something yeah. and uh it's a little bit inspired by the i don't know if you've heard of cameo where celebrities yeah little little pop-up yeah the yeah expression. like what's up john i'm here i'm uh you know whoever the celebrity yeah. is and uh they just say hello and what's up but um yeah that's that's hopefully that that puts it yeah. in a nutshell yeah, and it's how we f we find you. We we just saw. Whoa, okay. Everyone yeah. try to to find a way to keep going in their art right now. So that was kind of oh look oh someone is just pop up from from the situation and and you get quite a success. Yeah, it's been it's been very very successful. You know, as as it happens with any. Uh, initial venture or whether it's a band or a small business at first you get friends family and then friends of friends and friends of family and then yeah. there's i really knew that it was on to something I, I would every time i get an order for these yeah. i mean this has been like a month so far but every time i get an order i i uh text my fiance and i say uh i got another one and we knew that it was something that was that could really be something when i got strangers people I'd yeah. never heard of before. Yeah. And that was very exciting. Yeah, that's so cool. I like yeah. that. And it's <laughs> it's an opportunity. So you 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 have to jump in. The And I want to ask you what makes the art of puppetry an art that you enjoy and cherish right now? Um well, like I said we were talking backstage before this <laughs> and we were talking about some of these questions and how I, you know, they're they're great questions and you kind of need to prepare for them. And I was talking yeah. to some people about it and getting their input. And one of my buddies uh, who lives next door, actually his name's Sully. We were talking, we were trying to get to the nitty gritty of why puppetry is so fascinating. And we yeah. decided that it's the, it's because it's the opposite of CGI. <laughs> <laughs> um, and CGI has, and like, have you ever heard of the Uncanny Valley? No, no. Okay, it's it's a little hard to describe. The Uncanny Valley is some has something to do with when something becomes so real, so hyper real, uh -huh. like like CGI. It sort of it turns the corner into being something that humans can can identify less with. It feel <laughs> they feel a disconnect with. So, yeah. the perfect example might be. Um, C-3PO from yeah. Star Wars, yeah. where he was, and I, I mean, if, if you're in a suit and you're moving around in that suit, that's basically a puppet, I yeah. guess, right? So True. in the original movies, C-3PO is a dude in a suit, and then later on, uh, they CGI'd him, and people didn't like that as much. Yeah, true. And I think puppetry is, there's more of a human connection because there is someone inside the suit or there's a hand inside the mask and with CGI, there might be people typing in ones and zeros for the, the digital code. Yeah. But there, that disconnect is enough for people to be like, I don't like this as much <laughs> as the puppets. Yeah, So um, I think that's what I like. But I, I like that there's, you know, I come from a, a, 
you know, I, my generation and yours, I, I guess that the Muppets were obviously a yeah. huge, they're, they're like the most popular puppet probably. And I like that they're kind of like a little wonky, you know, like they're like their hands move like, hmm, like when Kermit does his hand, he's like, ah. Yeah. And there's not that much that you can do with Kermit in terms of like, like he's got no eyelids that shut. No. You know, his mat, like there's not a lot of wrinkling yeah. you can do, but you can, and this is the case with a lot of the, the style puppets that I use too. Like you can, you can make it look like he or she is squinting, but you can make it look like their eyes are wide open and surprised. Yes. But there's nothing changing about the things that are on the puppet. It's up to you to do that. Yeah. So I think that's a fascinating thing about puppetry. That's amazing. That's true. And I like your your compare that you do between between computer. I handle both type of puppet and it's so different. And I really like the hands-on thing. I agree yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah. My next question is your crush. How and when your crush for puppetry happened? And by the way, we have people right there like Wen and Mary watching the show. I think it's people that you know. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Hello, people I know. Um, <laughs> when did my crush on puppetry begin? I, I have a very clear answer for this. Uh, um, when I was a youngster and I was being put to bed by my, my dad, I, I was very into Curious George. Do you know the Curious George character? No, maybe it's U.S. Okay. and Canada, the French, maybe. English. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, Curious George is a very popular um, character in, in books and cartoons and whatnot and, uh, in, in America. He's just a little monkey, and he's okay. hilarious. And um, I had a stuffed animal of Curious George, and my dad, when I was going to bed, would take the stuffed animal, and it wasn't even a puppet. It, he would just put his hands behind the ears and the head and make the head move. And he gave it a voice, but it didn't have a moving mouth. And he would talk to me as Curious George when I was going to bed every night. And that's definitely, I mean, I, there's no other, that, that was it for me. You yeah. know, like uh, as far as puppetry goes, like I was exposed to, to just that. And, um, so I, I think that's when I fell in love with it. And I, I have told my dad, like, uh, I've told my dad that. And I said that I'm, I'm just picking up where I think he was very good at it too. Yeah. And I said, but he was a lawyer, you know, he had like a real, a real career. And, uh, I said, I'm just picking up where you, where your potential left off. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I like that. And so, yeah, thanks to dad. Eh? If, yeah, yeah, thanks, dad. <laughs> yeah. And in your opinion, what would be the best, like, path for someone who wants to be a puppeteer? Because we, we come from different paths. So it's a, a question I like to, to ask. We do. And I, I'm not sure. I guess uh, there's so many paths you could come from. Again, we were talking a little bit backstage, and you said it's often not you know, you go from, you know, A to B, you know, I'm doing this yeah. and then I'm doing puppetry. You, know, <laughs> you go through, you go through different disciplines. And in my case, I think going through the, I think having a musician's background has informed a ton of what I do with puppets, especially with, 
with rhythm, rhythm, yeah, rhythm, yeah. And, That's and, I... and melody and and you know like uh, it just you, you can't so much of what I do in particular with these with these videos these these puppet telegram videos is about rhythm and timing and yeah. um, I write a lot like I write the script out based on people give me information about their recipient. <laughs> and uh, and then I write a little thing that's personal to them, and I have some bits that I bring in, some comedic bits that I bring in and kind of plug in. But there's so much about timing, and especially when you're when you're editing. Like so for for my stuff, I'm not doing this live, so a lot of yeah. it comes on the back end in post production yeah. when I'm editing the video, and the difference between. Cut, cutting here and then cutting a, a split second later could be the difference between getting a laugh or not. Yes. Or or getting uh, uh, or feeling like a, the the weight of a moment if it's something more serious. But usually it's a laugh. But so, um, I think the the sense of of timing helps helps in that in, in that way, and and how I've developed as a musician. Yeah, and you you as an editor, you you edit everything yourself, yeah. Yeah, and that's funny too because I, I also got involved in video editing through the band mm. um, because we did a lot of our we would do a lot of promotional skits, um, like really goofy stuff. Like we were we it it almost turned into like are we a band or are we like a little bit of a sketch comedy troop or what um so i had some vid video editing experiences uh over the years and it's all kind of coming together yeah now, which is exciting yes i like that and um do you have a definition i asked that for teacher but as a musician when someone asks you like what is a puppet like because it could be from object people do giant stuff like do you have your own definition um this was a tough one to prepare <laughs> for because uh i think i guess my definition just comes down to <laughs> taking being giving life to to something that's previously lifeless and yeah and, <laughs> you know I, this might not come across well but it's a little bit like playing god when you, <laughs> you know, there's this, there's this thing that somebody makes and it's just felt or yeah. whatever the material is. And it's just sitting there. There's one sitting right here. I'll show you in a second. But uh, it's just looking up at me like, oh. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't have any life. And, you th you know, it's just being stored in a Tupperware bin. And you take it out of the bin and you put your hand in it. And then all of a sudden you do something to it and people react. And you do something to it. If, and if, if you're doing it, you know effectively it, you can see wheels turning in this thing's head but it's still just cloth yeah. or felt or you know rubber or whatever and so i guess it's just something that uh, another uh, uh, actual human being controls and gives life to but it can be just your hand i mean my yeah. my fiance has a story of her 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 daughter Evangeline, when she was little, uh, her brother-in-law would just do this, and it was enough for yeah. 
for her for and it, yeah. it came alive you know so you don't even have to have anything yeah it's imagination i like mm -hmm. those questions because it's it's a bit philosophical at the same time like you give life to, <laughs> to stuff yeah so yeah exactly that's what it's juicy yeah it <laughs> <laughs> do you think puppetry is an an ascension or it's getting less popular in your vision well you know i think i think puppetry has always been kind of a fringy thing you know like uh, uh a little bit underground, never quite hugely popular. I mean, Jim Henson did a was yeah. arguably the most popular, did did the most to bring it to the masses. But um, I think it's always been a little bit of a thing that's on the sides. But as far as it being becoming, you know, more popular or not, unfortunately, I think CGI is 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 elbowing. Yeah, like like analog puppetry out of the way a little bit, but I do also think that there's uh, there's a bit of a backlash against a lot of digital things lately. Not even just in puppetry, yeah, um, but in music as well. Yeah, um, you know, you see a lot of vinyl collectors and whatnot. But mm. you know, things that come out like the Dark Crystal thing came out, and um, like I, we talked about the Star Wars thing with C three PO. And people are want you know I oh, I hope it's going to be good I hope it's got real puppets so there's a lot yeah. of that chatter so I, and maybe maybe it's an ascension but but maybe Hollywood is like eh, it's too expensive yeah yeah we yeah. we have to fight we have to keep going I think to promote this art mm -hmm. yeah I, yeah and maybe you have a friend on the side you want to bring to conclude in in the screen or yeah. oh yeah so um well this is so. I've been I've been talking about my fiance a lot. She she kind of rekindled my interest in 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 puppetry. And the uh, we we met three years ago. And the first Christmas, our first Christmas, she made puppets of of me and of her. <laughs> and I left mine at home because you can see me. But this is her. And uh, and she actually got in touch with. So well, wait. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Um, but this is, she got in touch. It was so sweet. She got in touch with, uh, gosh, I, I had his name ready, but I don't have, well, my phone is recording and it's on my phone. But she got in touch with this guy who, who did some work for the Muppets. And so inside here, she followed these very specific instructions about how to do like the mouth inside and, and what the grip is supposed yeah. to be like. And that was fascinating. But um Yeah, this this is one that we sometimes play with, uh, and um, I hope that we're gonna get together more and, and and build some more puppets. She's very good. She's very crafty at that kind of thing. For Halloween, uh, she designed a full body Skeksis from the Dark Crystal. Oh my God! And I got in it. And here, let me just. Uh, so here's the head. Oh my God. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. that's crafty. That's amazing. And but it was full body and so I oh. got in and you and you get uh, my hand was up here and I had a bar down here that was doing the arms and we went downtown and it was so cool like I felt like I was in Disney World. People were coming up and you know, like, can I take a picture and we couldn't walk five feet. And, <laughs> and people wanted to take a picture with this full body Skeksis. So, 
I think the ceiling for this is is pretty high, and I want to yeah. grow it. You know. Yeah. Do you have like a a big purpose? I always want to conclude with something toward the future as a puppeteer. Um. Well, the you know I. Like I said, I just launched this like a month ago, so I'm still every day. I'm thinking about what, what could, how could we expand yeah. this, or what, what new offerings could there be? So there's a few things I want to do. Um, I think it's definitely something that I, I know at this point that it brings a lot of joy to people. Yeah. Uh, they, they, that that's been very fulfilling, and I get emails about what it's been like to show the recipient, and I mean that's that's very rewarding, but in terms of what I want to do with this, with this approach and this business. I think there's things we could do like my sister-in-law, Jen, um, we're thinking about doing maybe like a story time offering mm -hmm. where it's like split screen where she, she writes stories. She's really, she teaches preschool and she's a great storyteller and maybe she and the puppet do some, some story time thing. And we do a, an offering on YouTube. Um, again, with, with Megan, my fiance, I was, she's got the pink hair. So I was thinking maybe like a professor pinks college of something where she teaches kids with one of my puppets about simple things, simple life skills, yeah. like how to make the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich, how to get what you want from your parents, uh, yeah. how to clean up after yourself, some, stuff like that. So yeah. just trying to think every day of what, what to do. Yeah, it's a creative time right now. So yes, we yeah. we want to to see all of that. I think we will have some curious around. Like they they just write down we have Noe and Eileen, and when they they just say that they love puppet right there. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. So you inspire others, and I think that's the purpose of this podcast. And thank mm -hmm. you very much. Thank you. And time. this is the this is such a cool thing you're doing as well. And. Uh, you know, in the in, when we face CGI annihilation, we have to stay strong. So you're doing your part by bringing awareness to the, to the puppetry world. Yes, let's stay aware. So yeah, thank you very much <laughs> of your awareness and let's of course going. Yeah, you too. Yeah. So everyone, thank you to have been there, and you you know how it works. So you share, you like, and you follow, and you you subscribe and all of those words that we learned since this confinement and this channel going on so thank you very much and see you in a while on another podcast all right see you Bye. thanks for having me yeah thank you again <laughs>